Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Welcome back to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. I'm Tim Wildman with Ed Vitagliano, and now Steve Jordahl is with us for this half hour. Good morning, Steve. Morning. Uh, President Trump was in Iowa. Is that right? He was. He was in Iowa over the weekend, and uh, as usual, it was a packed out audience. And as usual, he didn't uh, hold back anything uh, about. Uh, what he said, he he did not uh, say specifically, I'm going to run in 2024, but man, that's the worst kept secret in the world right now. So you're predicting that you, former President sure, Trump will run? Sure, he will. How many red ties does President Trump have, if y'all if had to guess? Four. Four? Yeah. Just uh, rotate just them guessing. in. Seven, one, one for every day of the week. Yeah, <laughs> I think I so. How many uh, do you need, Really? Uh, I don't. I don't know. I mean, red is red, right? Yeah, red is red. Yeah. If you eat with the tie on, you might need three or four. If you don't, yes. you could wear the same one over and over. <laughs> He'll throw in a blue one every once in a while, but yeah. mostly, yeah, he loves that red tie. George W. Bush, he he loved the blue tie. Yes, mm-hmm. blue tie. He well, you got you got to get the red, white, and blue somehow. So true. Yeah. All right, uh, Steve, go. Um, I wanted to start with something that's um, the the magazine The Week used to have a or still does a section called boring but important. Where this isn't going to be boring, I hope. But I wanted to talk about our supply chain that's broken. The reason that you're finding that you can't find stuff. What, in what the do you stores. mean by s- supply chain? You're not talking about like we talked about Italians the last. You're not talking yeah. about wearing a gold chain. Uh, no, it's not, not at all. Supply chain. <laughs> this is the this is how <laughs> how. It, uh, that, stuff, was, that was kind of mixed up, wasn't it? That yeah, was, yeah. I don't know what to do with that. Exactly. This is how stuff uh, that you buy, merchandise, gets from Asia to your uh, your store. Yes. So basically, um, this is how it goes. You uh, have Asia makes stuff. They put it on a container ship. The ship brings it over to the ports like Los Angeles and Long Beach. Longshoremen unload that, offload that onto a truck or a train. The train goes to your local community where it's put on a truck, which takes it to your store where you buy it. And it, it, as in any chain situation, one link breaks, everything goes wrong. Right. And uh, so right now you're seeing shortages of material. You can't get there saying you get not enough truckers to, to put stuff on your shelves to to ferry stuff back yeah, and they forth. got they got new vehicles new cars and trucks that can't get the uh the chips the chips, the chips to, right. to run the computers right. that run the cars the vehicles so there's there's uh, some a couple I, I have three causes they're not exclusive or exhaustive um but three things that have gone wrong here first of all when we get when we went to the covid lockdowns it changed Americans' consumer habits dramatically. They weren't going to restaurants. They weren't going to movie chains, movie theaters, uh, all of the stuff. Sporting events. Right. None of that. Uh, Instead, they stocked up on exercise bikes and all these things. Toilet paper, hand sanitizer. (laughs) All the stuff that you can bring into your own home, which put a tremendous load on shippers like Amazon, which delivers all this stuff. 
So what they're saying is, for example, the cost to sh- uh, per container, you know those big containers that they put on the yes. back of uh, trains or trucks? Right. They come over on ships like that. It, it, back before the pandemic, it was about $5,000 per container to ship. It has risen to $20,000 per container. And they have ships lined up dozens deep off of our ports. All right, All right now, now help me. Oh, more this than is, dozens. I've seen the pictures. Yeah. yeah. All right. Now, you're, when you say $5,000 per container, you mean to ship the container full of stuff. Regardless, I mean, in addition to whatever's inside the container, just to put that hunk of metal from Asia to... Now, why is it... You said it's now 20000 Yeah. So why has it gone up four times? It's it, gone up... Because there's not enough trains to carry it, and so now the... Train companies are saying you want your container on our train. It's going to cost you four times the normal price. Is yeah, that what you're the, saying? The, it's supply and demand. It's supply. It's exactly what it is. It's supply and demand. And the second cause of what we're seeing is at the beginning of the pandemic, a lot of Chinese factories that are making all these things shut down because of COVID, which right. made a uh, which made a demand right there. And um, so and that keeps things like processors and chips for computers and parts for cars well, and all this kind of stuff it just backs up i would like to know more about and we, maybe we can do some do some homework some research on this but i saw a uh, some a story the other day to, to what you're talking about steve and it showed it was an aerial shot of all the boats and ships off the coast of los angeles and off the coast of new york now I know there are many other ports in the United in the United States, but I'm guessing those are the two largest. I'm guessing. Uh, maybe I'm wrong about that. Could, maybe it's Miami or San Francisco would be in that category. <clears throat> but uh, these these boats have been waiting. They said weeks yeah. and weeks uh, to dock. Uh, and, but the reason that, that they were citing Steve in this particular article I was saying was they don't have the longshoremen. Well, that's the second part of that chain. Uh, people that, to unload. So it. you wonder why these guys have these guys must be getting paid really, really well. Why aren't there people taking the, uh, those jobs? Well, uh, uh, the unions have something to do with it. Uh, the the but uh, really, it's that they there is there's so much stuff backed up. There's no place to put all of the the containers. <laughs> So what's the point of offloading them if you have nowhere to put them? Is there a trucker shortage in the U.S. too? There's a trucker shortage in the in the um, thing that there's just not enough uh, containers to ship. So you you know truckers are sitting there idle because they don't have anything to ship because it's all backed up on the on the uh, the the Gulf of whatever it is. Let me tell you something. I, I don't. I feel like we're moving into uh, an age of dystopia. Um, it was an age of Aquarius, right? It was. Sixties. <laughs> there was. Now we're yeah. about to. We need somebody to come out with a age of dystopia yeah. song. Age of dystopia. Dystopia. Yeah. dystopia. <laughs> uh, here's what I mean. All those things you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen, Allison, my wife and I, we went to buy a new car on Saturday. She she traded cars, mm-hmm. and the uh, this is a big. This is a big dealership, one of the biggest in, in North Mississippi. We went to their lot. They had three new cars. Oh, four. Wow. I think four new cars that they had just got off the truck. Yeah. That's all they got in. Like, they don't know when they're getting some more in. Right. And and uh, so. Which means the cost of that car is going to be 
sky high too compared yep. to what it would yep. have been. Or but but she got a lot more for her trade in than she normally would yeah. too. So she because got, people want used cars, used if they cars. can't get new cars. They want used cars. So right. the reason I think it's important to talk about is because this whole okay, excuse, excuse me, just one second, Steve. Let me finish hmm? my uh, depressing uh, uh, comments <laughs> if I can. And that is dystopia. By that, I mean things are getting so out of whack and so weird and so uh, uh, disheartening in many ways for our for our way of life and our economy, at least for this period of time. Maybe we'll snap back. Maybe a year from now we won't be talking about these things anymore. Maybe it's just a matter of being backlogged because of COVID. But, and I hope that's all there is to it. But, but I worry that America is losing her work ethic. <clears throat> and There's a lot of that. And particularly people like, I don't know, 50 under? I don't mean to – I guess I am stereotyping anything under my age, right? My age is not responsible. Right. I'm, 50, <laughs> I'm, I'm 58, baby, but I'm the, I'm the last of the yeah. – I'm at the tail end of the baby boomers. But maybe that's not – I don't know what it is. Maybe it's not an age uh, thing. But it just seems like to me I'm talking to all these employers – especially in the hospitality industry and by that I would include restaurants and they can't find people to work. So I was listening over the weekend to your point. Uh, somebody yeah. was saying that in the the states that have the most social security net it, where you get the most government help for different things, Washington state, uh, Oregon, California were two, three of the states that they mentioned. You can make they say if you took advantage of every single uh, m- source of money that the government's willing to pay you, you could make $100,000 a year in government help. That's what they said. What? $100,000 a year. Who, 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 now, who, who said this? You were listening to? Uh, I was listening to a, a podcast, I think. Okay. But uh, it was credible. But here's the thing. If that's true, it's not just the lazy people. It's the smart people. Because why am I going to go knock myself out if I can for for fifty or sixty thousand dollars a year if I can get a hundred thousand staying at home and maybe making a lot of money under the table doing hey, whatever? I'm going to make you prove that one. All right, I will. Do I will. Your, uh, get, uh, I'll bring that in do, tomorrow. Yeah, I'd like to. A hundred grand sounds very. It does excessive to me. It does. But uh, you're talking about everything from uh, helping you to were, pay your rent. If you're, and able to quali- if you're able to qualify for everything. Yeah. Right. That's uh, probably including. Medicaid, that kind of thing too. Yeah, they must be putting a dollar number on. You don't have to but, prove it now, uh, Steve. Yeah, if you're looking, but, but, but this but week is that the explanation? Then are people uh, after COVID may, figured out a way to make more money off of um, government programs, government, government handouts yeah. than they are off going to work? Well, now, now during the time when we had the uh, the federal unemployment that was added on top of state unemployment, I think that was pretty commonly pretty commonly the explanation of why you couldn't hire someone at a restaurant, for example, because making ten bucks an hour is not going to compete with seven eight hundred dollars, you know, a week for unemployment. That was that was what I I heard all that all over the town, the city of Tupelo, because you had state unemployment and federal unemployment and people could make 
hundred dollars a week on unemployment. That was going on all over the country. Yeah, yeah. It was. And that's the reason you'd go in and you'd find half empty restaurants and waiting lists. Yes. Um, and those benefits, the, at least the federal benefit that gave uh, people um, expanded unemployment coverage ended just recently. Yes. So you would think that that would have some people motivated to get back into the uh, into the business. Um, the reason I think it's important to talk about all these things is because this supply chain thing is a huge driver of inflation, yeah. along with other, pol- nothing's all, you know, 100% anything, but along with uh, the Biden policies, economic policies. Um, and number two, it would seem like what we would need in this country is a businessman to uh, run things. <laughs> I don't know where you'd find one of those. I'm just saying. Yeah, you know, it, mm-hmm. I would be it'd be interesting to me. I know you talk to economic experts about these kinds of things. Mm-hmm. It, it'd be great to have someone on Dan today's Cilla. issues. Uh, you know, like on this segment where we could just Dan Cilla pick, might be one. Yeah, <clears throat> pick someone's brain yeah. and say, tell us what is happening and is this to your point, Tim? Is this short term or? Is this permanent? This is a permanent feature of living in America. According to the Washington Post, we're expected to see these uh, supply chain issues uh, last through 2022. So a year from now plus, we're going to be talking about the same thing. Amazon was telling people, I don't know whether this was a sales pitch or not, but they seemed sincere. But Amazon was saying there will be shortages on Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, the traditional big shopping day. And they were talking about, don't, don't think that, like you have in the past, just because, you know, you want something, right. we'll have it. Yeah. But I, I'm hearing stories like people saying, well, I ordered a new refrigerator and they say it'll be in in two months. Yeah. Like furniture, that. all that. Mm-hmm. Appliances. Same thing. All that. Yep. Everything. Months and months to wait. I, I, I make the kind of sick joke that it's kind of like when the, the people, the Russians were living under the Soviet Union. And they used to say, yes, everyone can have a car in the Soviet Union. You just have to wait 10 years to get it. Right. That was kind of the – we made fun of them. And I mean, Could it be – I hope this doesn't happen, obviously, but, I mean, what are we going to do in two months? Are they going to say, uh, hey, your blood pressure medicine will be here in January? Well, that's one of the things. A lot of the yeah, you know, could we, are we going to get are we going to get to that kind of – A lot of yeah. the stuff we get to make medicines uh, is, is from China. Yep. And are those items sitting in a container off oh, also, in the Pacific? Oh, also, to add to our dis- – This is wonderful. I, yeah, I'm really uh, thrilled man, by I'm this. I'm this talk right here. <laughs> to add to my dis- dis- uh, dystopian – That, to add to that, uh, is a uh, shortage of nurses. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. The hospitals uh, across the country – I don't know if this is true all over the country, but I think it is – and that is hospitals are short of nurses. And so that's the reason they have so many hospital beds open, but they can't put people in there. Well, the influx it, it, of patients because of COVID was a big driver of that. But also think about do we this. we know that for sure? Uh, are you repeating a liberal uh, no, that's, talking point? Well, no, that's, that's a... a Thing that I think I've come up with logically, if that's the case. But here's what I do so you're know: saying for I'm certain. illogical. No, 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 no. I didn't. You didn't say that it wasn't that. Am I but, putting words in your mouth? No, sir. Yes, um, I am. Here's the <laughs> thing that we do know is contributing to that: is the vaccine mandates because nurses are quitting left and right rather than being forced to take. That is a part of it too. Yeah. But 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 this was happening prior to. Yeah. Prior well, to is because is it because uh, and I don't know why there's a nursing shortage. 
in many parts of the country. I don't, I don't know why that is. Is it related to the things we talked about earlier? Uh, you know. Oh. But well, uh, you know that that is going to uh, worsen the nursing shortage if hospitals are letting them go for not. Yeah, you're going to lose. Ten, to you're going to lose ten ten percent more. Right. Um, uh, it's just a weird world. A lot of yeah, a right. lot of nurses, you know, as we've said for for months, were exhausted because they were being overworked. Yeah. So, but it just makes you ask the question. Uh, the normal way America operates is uh, supply and demand, and it's worked for us for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. It's been very successful, and it just seems like something is happening in our country to retard that, to disrupt that. And is it on purpose? Uh, if we've had a, a shortage in any industry uh, in our history, we've met that shortage by training people and saying, hey, there's a lot of job opportunities in, in industry X. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So go to school for that. Learn for that, and they'll pay you well. And that void is filled because that's the way America's always operated. Right. And it just seems like to me now something is interfering between the demand and people wanting to go into that pro- particular profession because it's going to make a good living for them you right. see what i'm saying right go ahead i don't know how many how how much to attribute this uh but this is the goal of those people who would like to see america become a socialist country which is to put those disruptions no in. that's the democrat party uh, well that too i mean yeah. i've said it before i'll say it again yeah. i don't back away from this the national democrat party and I'm not talking about your local sheriff who's a Democrat right, or right. state legislatures who necessarily who are Democrats. I wouldn't say they're in on this. I would say that they're voting for the wrong kind of people, supporting the wrong kind of people nationally. But the people at the national level, the elite people who control the Democrat Party in our country, they are socialist at heart. And they do want to make as many Americans dependent on federal government handouts as possible. Uh, they do. Absolutely. Yeah. That's why they're passing all the, wanting to pass all these trillions of dollars in money. We need to get as many voters addicted to federal government money as possible, and the, we lock in our election victory for uh, for yeah. years and years to well, come. Well, this is not the. It, I think it's absolutely fair to say this is not the Democratic Party of even twenty years ago. Yep. Oh it no, is, Bill Clinton would. Bill yes. Clinton. I'm not talking about his. I'm talking about his politics would not be acceptable. To the Democratic right. Party, I don't even know if Barack Obama's would. Right, they they wouldn't be progress. They wouldn't be quote progressive enough. Right, you know we keep saying what? How statement. can how who can organize the masses, the silent majority, to oppose this? Because it is a small percentage of people that are wagging the dog, as it were. But coming up, elections are the one place I think that you can actually harness the majority to do something and if they play their cards right republicans should have a slam dunk in 2022 and 2024 because they have to say look where america's going uh, 2024 is a long way off 2022 i agree with you <clears throat> i think uh the democrats are now people would say well if we have fair and free elections mm-hmm. I, would, I would say yes and i think a lot of states are doing things to rectify clean up uh the risk for uh, fraudulent elections, let me just say that. So I think those issues have been addressed by a lot of the states. And I now, if we have these mass mailouts, 
again, ballot mail outs, you're going to have anyway, mm-hmm. let me, let me just say this. So I, I, I do think you're right, Steve, all things being level and fair. Traditionally, the house, the party that controls the white house loses the house anyway. Okay. I think it would be, I think the Democrats are going to lose. If the election were today, they better be glad it's not yeah, right. uh, uh, this November instead of next November where they would have a chance maybe to come back some, but they would get blown out. Nancy Pelosi will be retired next year <clears throat> uh, and sent home to her refrigerator and her ice cream and her hair shop <laughs> right. in uh, San Francisco. Yep. Uh, so, uh, and I don't know how the Senate will go. I think the Senate... It's so close now. I I believe that it will also switch. Yeah. So that's why the Democrats are trying to lump everything into as many, uh, to as few bills as possible so they can get their whole um, road to dystopia legislation passed. And I've heard also that this is a plan. I mean, they're sacrificing a lot of their uh, members in the Senate, in the House, because if they can get all the stuff through the voting bills and everything, they, they won't have to worry about uh, the Senate majority or the House. Right. Majority so that's why Mansion and Cinema yeah. are such problems. Yep. For yeah. them, uh, the two Democrat, the one from Arizona, one from West Virginia, that are blocking. They're the ones block. Ironically, it's not just the Republicans; it's the Demo- two Democrats that are holding up everything mm-hmm. that uh, right. by, that. Biden and AOC want to accomplish. Uh, did I say AOC? You said AOC. AOC, yeah. yeah. Alexandria. Ale- Ocasio-Cortez. Uh, yes, Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Yeah. But that, because I say that, um, I say it half in jest, but Biden is promoting the far, far left agenda. Bernie Sanders, he has sold whatever soul he had. Right. Okay, he has sold it to them. Yeah. That was the deal, I think, that the Democrats yeah. brokered among themselves, Biden uh, would run and everybody else would drop out because he was their only chance to beat Trump because of his name recognition association to the Obama years. Everybody knew Bernie Sanders couldn't win on a national election. So the Democrats said, Biden said, uh, thank you. And if you'll let me be the candidate, I will do anything Bernie Sanders wants me to do yeah, right. once I get in there. So that was the deal that they brokered. That's why Biden has turned from – he used to be a traditional liberal all his career to now he is a uh, – he's basically just a – Radical uh, leftist. A radical yeah. leftist. Uh, so that's what has happened politically. Steve, we got about one minute all left. All right. Um, I've uh, got our friend Sean Farage, who's our favorite uh, Trump – uh, impersonator has a surefire way to get Trump to win if he was running in 2020. Cut seven. You know, Donald Trump could have saved a lot of people a lot of trouble because they're trying to push for this first woman president. If one day he just decided to identify as a woman, who's going to tell him he's wrong? That's bigoted if you do that. You should have just for one day. I have to say, okay, I feel a certain way today. I identify as a woman, okay? So I am now the first and greatest woman president of all time. That would have been funny. If you play their game, play their game. <laughs> is, is that the guy who always does yes. all the great images? Yes. So he's got like a podcast, a, yes. sh- a radio show or something? Sean Farash. F-A-R- is it a radio show or just a podcast? No, podcast. podcast. Okay. So he, he tosses in the I Trump don't think you ever have to worry happened. about Donald Trump running as a woman. No. <laughs> I think he... Uh, 
That was tongue in cheek, uh, to be yeah, sure. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, he's got a lot of, lot of, lot of testosterone. <laughs> he's not going to pull right. it off. Uh, he's not going to pull uh, off that nah. self-identification. Uh, but besides that, he's got too many ties. He has, yeah. to, <laughs> he has to wear. All right, thanks, Steve. My pleasure. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. We shall see you back here tomorrow.